You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. are all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 902, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. All of us on the podcast are travel agents, so if you're looking to book a trip, we'd be glad to help. You could text Vicki, Rebecca, Matt, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. So we hope that everybody had a wonderful Valentine's Day. And as per usual, after we got finished recording the news last week, Disney dropped tons of information. First off for, um, I shouldn't say teeny boppers because it's everybody, I think. Everybody that's a Swifty. I love that you called them teeny boppers too. <laughs> <laughs> so Disney made a powerful move by getting the rights to Taylor Swift airs tour movie. And I know they went down in subscriptions over the last six months, but they're hoping to gain that back. And I am pretty sure they will. That movie is going to debut on Disney Plus on March the 15th. So if Swifties aren't already Disney Plus members, I have a feeling that they soon will be. And I'm pretty sure that's what Disney's hoping and thinking. I'm excited to see the movie because Kaylee and her friend Natty did go and see it. As well as I'm sure stuff students did too, because my students came in and they're like, I went to see Taylor Swift. And I knew there wasn't a concert in town. And I'm like, at the movies, it was so fun. So anyways, the kids say it's all a must see. So when I see it, I'm supposed to share what I thought. So that was one thing. I have not seen it yet. I haven't either. I haven't either. Yeah. Taylor who? (laughs) Oh my gosh. After last night, Matt, everybody knows who Taylor is. I don't watch sports, so I don't know none of that stuff. (laughs) We saw a lot of Taylor Swift last night. So another Disney surprise announcement that shocked all of us was the release date of Moana 2. The movie's going to hit theaters on the ever popular Wednesday before Thanksgiving. That's going to be November 27th of 2024. That is um, Thanksgiving weekend is always a huge movie weekend. That's when they like save their good stuff. So I'm pretty excited that this one is going to hit theaters that day. The official trailer hasn't been released yet, but of course, in true Disney fashion, they did release a little teaser video. There wasn't a lot of information about it yet, but Bob Iger had to say that Moana 2 will be an expansive new voyage with Moana, Maui, and a brand new crew of unlikely seafarers. Moana will head out on a dangerous mission to the far seas after receiving daring instructions from her ancestors. If you want to see the Moana 2 teaser, you can always go on our Facebook page because Vicky has posted it there for everyone to see. And interesting, guess what movie it's going up against? Because this got released this week too. Oh, what is it? Wicked. Oh. Oh. And I was like, boom, boom, boom. Ooh. 
Wow. Yeah. They both come out on the 27th. So we shall see. I want to see both of them. Double feature. That's what you got to do. That little teaser was awesome. It is. Anytime I hear that one song, I immediately am like, oh, like, (laughs) the whole soundtrack's awesome. The whole movie's awesome. Yeah. All right. The long-awaited sequel to Inside Out comes out in June of this year. The movie is set one year after the first film's events. The five emotions, joy, sadness, fear, anger, and disgust, have to deal with their host, Riley, becoming a teenager as she celebrates her 13th birthday. Also, the live-action movie Mufasa, The Lion King, will finish out in 2024 for Disney on December 20th. The director, Barry Jenkins, will lead the way in this prequel, featuring Seth Rogen, Billy... Eckner, uh, John Caney, and Aaron Pierre. This film will offer a new perspective into the classic Disney tale as Rafiki narrates a story to Kiari, Simba, and Nala's daughters about how her grandfather Mufasa rose to power in the Pride's lands with Timon and Pumbaa providing commentary as well. I don't know nothing about the Mufasa thing, but my boys are they're jacked for the new Inside Out. So they, I just realized that in the thing that I looked at, they didn't put anxiety on there. That's what I was about to say. I thought this one is where anxiety comes to visit, too. Yeah, I, well, I saw a commercial today and it said, who turned the board orange? And the, the yes. little person walks up and mm-hmm. says, hi, I'm anxiety. And I was like, uh-oh. And mm-hmm. I just realized it wasn't on there. Sorry, I didn't catch that. It's okay. Oh, anxiety was adorable, too. They did. There is a trailer somewhere that shows anxiety. Yeah. No, that was the commercial I saw today. Okay. Yeah. Anxiety is adorable. I don't know if real anxiety is adorable, but yeah, anxiety is actually not fun. (laughs) (laughs) So January and February at Walt Disney World usually are historically slower after the holidays and marathon weekend. This weekend, however, was incredibly busy. And here's how we know. Parking at Epcot was so full that guests were forced to park their cars in the grass. Dozens of cars were left parked in the grass just in front of Spaceship Earth, making for one of the most unique photos ever taken at Walt Disney World in recent memory. Uh, Crowds have certainly picked up in Walt Disney World with all four parks selling out for annual pass holders on Saturday, February 10th. It's likely that the parking overflowed due to run Disney tents that are still set up in certain areas of Epcot's parking lot. It's interesting to know that run Disney tents are still up since the, or have been up since the marathon weekend. They probably won't take them down because the princess marathon is right around the corner. Yeah, like that should have been one of those things. They like fast tracked and went, hold on a minute. We're about to run out of parking spaces. Call the crews. We need to clear this stuff right this moment. Right. That's what was crazy. So I'm leaving Sunday to go. And I hope that all the people that were there last weekend have had a wonderful time and gone home. <laughs> <laughs> they might still be looking for their car. <laughs> that parking lot at one time was like the world's largest parking lot. Mm hmm. No, it's not anymore, but that's a giant parking lot. Like, It's crazy. I didn't realize, because we're going to talk about it later, but I didn't realize that all the races start in that parking lot. That makes sense, but I still don't know. That was the second weekend in January. You would have thought they would take it down. Who knows? So this is a sad story, and I didn't want to make anybody else have to read it, but Thousands of people go to Disney on Ice shows every year. In fact, if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you probably know that Disney on Ice with the Country Bears was one of my favorite childhood memories that my mom took me to. Unfortunately, a recent Disney show left the guests and the cast members in awe 
and in tears. A performer in a production of Disney on Ice was seriously injured after an incident that occurred mid-show Saturday morning. It was actually February 10th. The skater who was portraying the iconic Disney character Belle from Disney's Beauty and the Beast was injured while attempting a lift. She fell onto the ice during an 11 a.m. show. The skater was taken to a local hospital immediately after falling. The skater was reported in critical condition, and we um, I did get an update, and it still said she's in critical condition. She actually seized on the ice. I'm just saying, please pray for this woman and her family and her friends and her co-workers. And they still had to do two more shows in Minneapolis after it happened. So I can't even imagine how any of them are feeling. There's plenty of videos out there. I was a little confused because... It said it was Belle, but one of the things that they were showing wasn't Belle. So I don't know what that was. So just be careful when you're watching something. But the other thing I was going to say was the parents commended the rest of that Disney. I don't know if you read this or not, but the parents were commending the other skaters because that's their family. They travel with her. And even after she fell, they quickly got her off the ice and they continued on with the program. So as to like not really make the kids forget, but just not upset them that much more because it was so tragic for adults to watch less alone for children. So I will try to keep an update on that so we know what's going on. But that's definitely very, very sad. That is so sad. So it sounds more like it wasn't that she was in the middle of a lift and they did the lift wrong and she fell. Like it sounds like she started having a seizure while she was supposed to be. And so that's the reason the lift didn't didn't work. I know she fell. They never said if she hit her head. I mean, we all know that the head is the epicenter of your body. And if you damage your brain, so. How sad and how scary to see. Yeah, just please be praying for those people. I can't even imagine. I will try to sh- shift out of that awful news with something happy-ish, um, I guess, um, because it's it's one of those things that like, yay, oh, wait. Ugh. So dun, dun, dun. I know Disney's Typhoon Lagoon is going to reopen in Orlando on March 17th. But you know how Disney does things. That means they're going to go ahead and close Blizzard Beach on March 17th for refurbishment. (laughs) They just do not like to have both of them open at one time. And that's been something we've been kind of going back and forth. Well, why? Why won't they ever have them both open? They finally went ahead and and kind of spoke on that because it hasn't, they haven't both been open ever since the pandemic. So Disney said um, kind of what we had all been thinking at this time, the park runs on demand of guests and the ability to fill the staff and run those parks. If the demand becomes bigger, it looks as if Disney will do their best to have both parks open. With the heat of Florida, we think that Disney should have both parks open for at least May through September, but we don't run the company, so we're just going to wait and see. But yeah, we've talked about that a lot. So I was glad that it was, you know, somebody had touched on getting an answer. Yeah, it's been a long time since they've had them both open. I think they said it was pre-pandemic. Yeah. But it makes sense. It does. You can't have one park just sitting there idle, running at full steam. No kidding. The chemicals alone. Right. It's just a bummer if you're on a a trip, you know, like, and you want to do it all. And you're like, okay, well, I I mean, I can't because this one's, this park's closed. No. Yeah, it's like a once in a lifetime thing. So while we're on the water park thing, one of the other podcasts that I listened to was just reflecting back on 2003 prices at Disney World, which I know you guys can only imagine, but... 
he saw a 10 day Park Hopper Plus ticket. And back in 2003, that got you all four parks, both uh, water parks, uh, D- Disney Quest, mm-hmm. Pleasure Island, mini golf. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And how much was it? $464 for 10 day Park Hopper Plus. Oh. oh. Wow. And he's like, back then I thought that was awful. And now, oh my gosh, you couldn't even. That's the tax. Yeah, no kidding. It's pricey, but so worth it. Right. All right. In 2012, Disney piloted the Magic Band in the fall. Vicky's family got to be one of the first families that received Magic Bands for their October trip. There were kinks, but once Disney worked out these problems, the Magic Band became something that everyone received and everyone became to adore. Uh, these were around for a while. In a couple of years, Disney made the Magic Band Plus, but Disney really pushed the sales of the Magic Band Plus by making it interactive with fireworks shows, statues, rides, and all sorts of other things. The struggle with the Magic Band Plus is that they need to be recharged, which I can attest to. We went to Disneyland. I'd had to charge mine twice a day. Uh, Disney always loves to be on top of things. They started pushing out the original Magic Band last fall, and the Magic Band Plus isn't the biggest seller that Disney wanted it to be. It seems that Disney's going to phase out the Magic Bands altogether now that many guests own an Apple Watch or a smartphone. That makes a Magic Band not as important when visiting Disney World, which makes the sales begin, which made the sales begin to fall. What do we think? Are they going to get rid of the Magic Bands? I hope not. Like, I hate using my phone for everything. Yes. I, Oh, yes, me too. Like, I love the magic band. Yes, bing, bing. Well, yeah, you want that? You want that? Here, ding, bing, bing. I love the bing. I love, <laughs> you know, matching it up with my outfits. Like, yeah. I love the magic band. And when we were at Disneyland, even though they don't have as many, like, touch turntiles as we do at Florida, it was still awesome. So we'd be walking around and all of a sudden my wrist would be vibrating. I'd look down, it's going nuts. And it'd be just interacting with all sorts of things. But I'd have to charge it, you know, it had to be fully charged in the morning. And then on our afternoon break, I'd have to charge it again. And that is a bummer. But yeah, the phone thing, I'm really hoping that they come out with uh, advanced reservations for Genie, like they keep talking about. Because, like, you know, I'm the one that does it for the whole family. So like my, I'm buried in my phone all day, pushing things back, finding new ones, swapping things out. I hate that. I know. But that's what it takes to make it enjoyable. I still enjoy myself, but oh, please. I really went back and forth on this trip that we're going on because it's my mom and my one of my daughters and me. And um, I know for my mom, this will be a one and done thing. I mean, she's that's just how she is. And so I really went back and forth and then I couldn't find any of the original Magic Band. So I was only looking at the Magic Band Plus. So I went ahead and bought her one. But I kind of do understand for some people, the question of whether it's worth it to buy or not. I, I don't like the Magic Band Plus, personally. I don't have any interest in it. I like my original Magic Band, and they've always had a couple options of original Magic Bands, like in the last page. And within the last couple, like probably two months, maybe, they have yeah. phased it out to where at one point there was like one color option. Right. You could get. It's like a white one. That's it. And now I think it's gone. I did see, because this was my original plan, I did see that Google has some and Etsy has some. They have, um, I guess they're kind of like little slips that go over the Magic Bands and you can yeah. change them out. Those oh. are really cute. Yeah, those I are really cute. 
Um, and they weren't very, those weren't very expensive. But like I said, for this particular trip in the time frame that I needed it, I couldn't find just a regular magic band. So she's getting magic band plus for a one and done trip, but that's okay. They need to just leave it as an option because I don't want to be forced to use my phone more. Like I don't want to hold my phone up to my door to open it or for a fat, right. you know, fat, you know, I'm, I'm always fast passes me. So I don't want to hold it up for fast passes and stuff like that. Like, I'm not a phone person. Like, if you're a big phone person, then it's not worth it at all. I mean, like being at Disneyland, you did. You had to keep keep pulling it out and pulling up yep. those. If you're if you have Genie Plus, you're already pulling it up looking for other things. But now you have to pull it up to get onto the ride as well, and it it is annoying. It is, and to toggle back and forth. Yeah, that wasn't fun. And then and then you worry about your charge. It's like, yeah. So I pulled up my phone just really quick to. Um, tell you guys something from the the last story that we just did uh one of my friends who is also a listener her parents just cashed in their 1989 tickets um they had gotten four day park hopper tickets in 1989 and they had used two of the days so they had two left um and the total for no i don't know if it was park hoppers i think it's just four day tickets the total for the four day tickets was $97 for all four days. Oh, wow. It wouldn't even get him a day. No. Again, half a day. That's so crazy. For four day tickets. So, so crazy. Like a 300% increase. So our next story is a little disheartening, I guess. Um, a newborn baby was found by a guest alone in Disneyland. Um, the baby had been alone for at least 20 minutes. The guests reported that um, they had found the baby to a cast member. They began looking for the parents, and at first they didn't find the parent, but eventually the mother returned. Um, the cast member chatted with the mother, but the guest that found the baby and put the video on TikTok did not hear the conversation between them. Um, the guest said that they didn't ever find out where the mother was, but they were relieved that the parent returned. However, the guest worries that this wasn't the first and only time that this mother has left her child unattended. And we should just pray that this is a one-time occurrence and that that poor baby is safe. I sure hope they reported that to DFS, like the Disney immediately reports that. I mean, we've talked before about people leaving, you know, small children, you know, sit here and don't move. But I mean, to leave your newborn baby, that's a whole nother level. I think some of these people don't, they just don't think. And they're like, oh, the baby's sleeping. I can go do this while the baby's sleeping. I'm just going to leave it here. Like, uh, no, you can't do that kind of stuff. I felt guilty just leaving my kids in the garage with the door up and the doors open when they would fall asleep. When I knew if I touched them, they were going to wake up and I would be like, change the wash load. And then I check outside and I'd feel so guilty. Like I was doing something terribly wrong, but it wasn't like it was a million degrees heat. And they, I mean, they were fine in the car, but I knew that they wouldn't get their full nap. And these people are just leaving them not even attended. No, I do have a really funny story about leaving children, though. Um, I guess it was about three years ago. Um, there was a very big news story in Atlanta of a man who left his child in a car. And I think people were being very hypervigilant. I went to get prescriptions filled at We Use Kaiser 
So I had to go upstairs in the Kaiser building to get them filled. And while I was up there, one of my daughters texted me and said, mom, the police are here. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, what have y'all done? I mean, seriously. And somebody had reported my kids for being in the car by themselves. But the funny part was (laughs) Katie had her driver's license. Selena had her learner's license. (laughs) And then Joey was in the car with him. And so... They literally told the police officer, well, if we wanted to, we could have left with mom's car. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It wasn't like this was a small child who couldn't figure out how to get out. It was like, I don't children. understand why they called. I really don't either. And I mean, Joey was all laid back playing his Nintendo Switch. They had the air on, the radio blaring. I mean, the police officer kind of laughed. He was like, yeah, they were really in distress. <laughs> oh, my gosh. People are so crazy. I know. All right. This is a sweet story. So a woman placed an order on Amazon for two bows that she needed to complete her perfect Disney outfit for her going or visit to the Disneyland park. Now, I immediately thought of my daughter because anybody who knows her a week or two out, depending on how busy her life is, she lays out everything down to the earrings and the ears that she's going to wear, takes a picture of it on her phone. So when we get there, she knows exactly what day she's wearing what thing. So this woman to me sounded like Kaylee. When the shipment arrived, instead of the two bows that she ordered, it had 40 bows in the package. The woman, her name's Molly, called Amazon to return the extra bows and they just told her to keep them. Now, you may be wondering what somebody would do with 40 bows, but her name is Magical Molly on TikTok and she knew exactly what she was going to do. She took the bows with her to the happiest place on earth, Disneyland. And while she was there, she gave away bows for free to guests in the park. That's very nice of her. Oh, you know what? We did not talk about that at all on our trip report. And so um, I think I told you guys that Natty and Kayla were making bracelets for the cast members and they made like 35 of them. Now they did make some general ones and there were three kids eating by us one day and they're like, we should give it to them because it was three girls. But the cast members were so receptive of that. The one was like, shut up. They couldn't believe that they were giving it to them. Um, They didn't give it to every single one. They went to the ones that went above and beyond because they feel like those are the ones that get overlooked and they were afraid they would run out if we gave it to every single one. But we had some pretty amazing ones. Um, Rise of the Resistance and um, our waitress at 50s Primetime. But yeah, they had a lot of fun. So I encourage people. That was an inexpensive way to make someone's day. Yeah. Nothing like a little pixie dust in here and there. Yeah. It's fun to be the one giving it. Yeah. The Festival of the Arts has about five days left, so you know what that means. It means the Flower and Garden Festival is fast approaching, and guests this week got to have a little taste of it. Epcot's horticulture team designs and builds these topiaries that look like Disney characters entirely out of plants. It's incredible. We love spotting all of the new and returning ones each year. Well, the very first topiary of 2024 has officially arrived at the parks for all guests to see, and it is Tinkerbell. And of course, she looks beautiful as always. Those things just amaze me. I know. They really are so pretty. I'm glad that there's some already out, though, because I was thinking I have a trip in June as well. And I was kind of last year we got to see them when we went in June. But this year, when our trip is booked, they're supposed to already be that festival's over. So I'm glad that maybe we'll get to see some in the beginning this time. I think you will. I think you're going to get to see more than you realized. Mm -hmm. 
All right, the Walt Disney Company and Epic Games will collaborate on an all-new games and entertainment universe that will further expand the reach of beloved Disney stories and experiences. Disney will also invest $1.5 billion to acquire an <laughs> stake in Epic Games alongside the multi-year project. The transition is subject to customary closing conditions, including regulatory approvals. In addition to being a world-class games experience in, in operating with Fortnite, the new persistent universe will offer a multitude of opportunities for customers to play, watch, shop, and engage with content, characters, and stories. Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, Avatar, and a bunch more. Players, gamers, and fans will be able to create their own stories and experiences, express their fandom in a distinct Disney way, and share content with each other that they love. This will all be empowered by Unreal Engines. What do we think about this? My kids are jacked because mm -hmm. they, they think there's going to be like a Fortnite season. It's going to be like all Disneyed out. So to them, that's like the cross between their two favorite worlds. So, uh, and it was cool that I, I was like, hey, I know some about Epic Games. That's cool. <laughs> so this is just a gaming thing. This is not a park, right? No, no, they're just, they're going to intertwine with each other. So they're going to make, because like each, like twice a year, there's like a new, like, I forget what they call it, like the, the battle pass for Fortnite. And it's like a whole new map. So it's like all new weapons and vehicles and like terrain and landscapes. So I'm thinking they're going to do when it's like Disney-fied. Like, it's, you know, it's a, okay. it's a shooting game. So I'm sure that they're not going to go too crazy because there is some kind of violence in it, but they're going to merge. I mean, Epic Games is mostly known for Fortnite. Right. Well, I just wondered because I think Roblox. That's what somebody asked me yesterday. Yeah. Does that mean that their park's going to be all games and stuff? And I said, that's not how I interpreted it, but I thought I'd let you guys tell me what you thought. Like, we'll probably see Fortnite characters and Disney and vice versa. Okay. Some more ways to get, get their hands in our pockets. Yeah. <laughs> I see that. To entice people to come, you know, like, ooh. Yeah. Yep. Well, we have some supercalifragilistic news. Uh, 1900 Park Fair is reopening for the first time since the pandemic. If you haven't been to this restaurant, it's in the Grand Floridian. The restaurant serves a breakfast and dinner buffet. The supercalifragilistic breakfast used to allow guests to eat a wonderful meal while being hosted by Mary Poppins, Cinderella, Prince Charming, and Winnie the Pooh. Now you can expect to see Aladdin in his Prince Ali look, Cinderella, Mirabelle and Tiana, who will be who will be in her new look for Tiana's bioadventure. Um, they're there to celebrate the power of wish, Disney said. Um, and guess what else is coming back? The strawberry soup. If you've never had it, it's a very unique uh, taste. And I wasn't real crazy about it, but a lot of people love it. Um, it's a cold, sweet soup that's incredibly refreshing on a hot day in the parks. You can make your reservation as early as March the 5th and Park Fair reopens on April 20th. And I, for one, was very excited to hear the news. Although I do have to say, I think the the character choices, they don't have a lot in common. I mean, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a different mix because dinner used to be Cinderella, Prince Charming, the stepsisters. Yes. And... This wicked stepmother. Yeah, she was there sometimes, and then other times it was the uh, godmother, the fairy godmother. Um, but th this one with um, Mirabelle and Tiana and Aladdin—it's a mix. They should just throw Moana in there. <laughs> Might as well. 
It was kind of odd. It says the breakfast used to be Mary Poppins, Cinderella, Prince Charming, and Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, that's true. Those don't go. No, not at all. Winnie the Pooh was not there. That's what I was confused about. I, I will have to go back and look at my pictures. Winnie the Pooh's always been at Crystal Palace. Right. A lot of people online were saying that it was the Mad Hatter. Yes, the Mad Hatter was there. That's who I remembered. And Alice and the white-haired rabbit. Yep. I have pictures of all those with my kids. So I was confused. The other thing I'm confused about them taking out Mary Poppins, if you look at the sign, it has like the listeners can see me. But if you look at the sign, there are uh, carousel horses Mm -hmm. holding the sign up like the carousel that she rode with Bert and the kids. So that was weird to me. I mean, I feel like they should have kept her if they were going to keep somebody. It should have been her. And I'm sorry, Cinderella. I, I love Cinderella. But like there are other places you can see Cinderella. There's not to see Mary Poppins. So. Right. I agree. I like the other characters because there aren't places you can go to see Maribel, like an, another character meal. So I like the variety that this offers now. She's at the castle now, to the right of the castle in her own little place. Yes, but like there's not a character meal. I I like enjoy a, a good character okay. meal because it lets me not have to wait in line to go see Mickey Mouse when we gotcha. go. Like just go to a character meal and get it, get it done with and I can enjoy the parks doing other things. So. If Disney would just let us plan this all, it would be okay. <laughs> right. And Park Fair used to be an amazing buffet. Yeah. And obviously that was a long time ago because my kids were little bitty, but that was one of our favorites that we always went to. Yeah. I think Kayla was 15 the last time we were there. And it's not a buffet now? I think it will be. And it's characters, both breakfast and dinner. They're Yes. They're just different. Okay. Yes. So okay. interesting. All right, so here's the, um, you know, we all said that we knew that the Star uh, Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, they couldn't afford because everything inside that building is going to go to crap. I mean, I'm not trying to be ugly, but mold's going to grow. Things are going to grow. Creatures are going to get in there if they have to lock it all up. We know that there was a permit because we talked about that two weeks ago or last week. Yeah, it was like an awnings company. Yeah, so people are now guessing the things that they think that it could be. Which is very hilarious. But some of them, one of them, my husband's been saying for a long time. One of them said to turn it into a Muppets Happiness Hotel. Because that would be a unique feature. And the Muppets are really close to where the entrance to that is. This, uh, that one just, I mean, the Muppets aren't doing so hot at Hollywood Studios anyway. So why would they think that that would make it? They just got new chairs. Like, you know, it's only 20-something years. (laughs) You will not believe the Kermit merchandise. I'm not kidding. It's crazy. Kermit shirts, Kermit sweatshirts, Kermit socks. Is Kermit everywhere? I can believe that because I was at Target the other day, and you know Target has the new, the little Disney section, or our Target does, and it was full of Kermit. Hmm. One of my kids just got back, and we're doing World of Color for um, our spring program, and one of the songs we're doing is Rainbow Connection. And the kid came back, and he's like, Mrs. Black, you're never going to guess what I heard at the big ball in Epcot. And I said, what? And he said, Rainbow Connection was playing. I said, imagine that. I was just, I thought it was hilarious. Um, Here's the one that Brad's been trying to get Disney is to rent out nap pods for mid-park day breaks. Brad always says, you know, if you had a place you could go for a couple hours and you didn't have to leave the park. So people are saying that it's right inside the park. They could just go inside there, take a little snooze, pay so much to do it. 
kind of like a tanning bed, only a napping bed. <laughs> they said to bring back the alien and make this an alien place to stay. I'm telling you some weird things, I got to tell you. Oh, gosh. Open a bippity boppity boutique for dads. <laughs> These are great. What they should do that would blow everybody away would be to open it up as an affordable hotel. Yeah, no kidding. People could go to and enjoy and not have to pawn a child off to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And they won't do that because they don't like to do anything affordable. Can you imagine how nice it'd be to be that close? Uh, yeah. It'd be a deluxe. Like, let's make it a right. deluxe. You'll, it, no one will ever be able to stay there because it'd be hard to get reservations. This one, I don't know if I get, but instead of the Hall of Presidents, they said have the Hall of Imagineers. Not sure what, what a thrill that is. And nobody would know who half the people are. Yeah. Um, build your own venue. These people are crazy. And then they said we could do Pleasure Island in space because everybody misses that. I never went to Pleasure Island. Apparently, it was a hot topic. Like What I remember of it was like it was on its tail end out already, and it wasn't all that. I think they should do a Pixar hotel like the one in Disneyland. They're not going to do that because... They should just stick with that amazing Star Wars hotel and make it affordable. Yes. That makes sense, but you know. It's like, it's, I don't get it. I mean, yeah, they have everything there and for it. Like, ready to go. Take, yes, take away the the whole dining experience and the other things and just make more rooms out of it. And there you go. Just take away the interactive part, maybe leave yeah. the dining experience as a as a bonus for staying there or like an, an awesome add-on. Like, hey, mm-hmm. you can, you know, have a dinner with some characters. Like that would be their character dining, would be Star Wars stuff. It doesn't ha- I mean, obviously, sure, we would love for it to be a, a value resort. That would never happen. But even at a deluxe resort, that's still way cheaper than what mm-hmm. they were charging for that place. Yes. So just make it where other people can check it out. Yep. Their deluxes do well, so that would yeah, that would do well. Like, and and the um, Star Wars has a huge following. We all know that. Yeah. yeah. So if it were somewhat affordable, people would pay. I know so many Star Wars nerds that were like, "We just can't do it." They're like, "I'm not spending five grand." Like, I could go on a, a ten night cruise for mm-hmm. a forty seven hour adventure. They're like, "No way, it's not worth it." Yeah, it was like one of those letdowns when the prices came out because everybody was so pumped for it and it just immediately lost momentum as soon as they said, and we're going to charge this much. <laughs> like, oh. Like, sorry. Rip my heart out. Thanks. Yeah. Yep. All right. So a new fleet of Disney uh, World buses has begun to arrive at the new system for securing mobility devices such as wheelchairs and ECVs. The buses have, you know, the same general appearance on the outside with a Disney transportation logo, white and red color scheme, all that jazz. The mill doors are still going to open to allow guests with mobility devices to drive up the ramp onto the accessible section. But the new system to secure the mobility device is a little bit different. It's called the Q-Straint. Bus drivers will assist guests with properly parking their wheelchair or ECV with the new system. To use a system, guests will back their wheelchair or ECV into the system 
using the yellow line as a guide, a button will lower the arm on the outside of the vehicle to secure it in place. There are a set of fold-down seats in the bay as well. The new buses will have USB chargers on the side or bottoms. In the back of the bus, the end seats have chargers on the sides, and for the other seats, chargers will be found in between them or on the bottom. So just a little bit of a, a refurb for those bus buses. Hopefully it'll make things a little quicker. Yeah, it, it, it that's exactly what I was thinking when I saw it. Not that we need to rush those people along, but, you know, I need to get to the park. If you saw how long it took my mom to get her ECV on the bus, you would be wanting to rush her along. <laughs> and my mom, was a, we, hey, my, we call my mom Scoots because she's always in one. Uh, <laughs> so no hate here. <laughs> I'm patient. All right. Guest spotted two new magnets at Memento Mori. It's the gift shop that's right outside the Haunted Mansion and is amazing. First magnet is black and white, and it features Madame Leota in a more modern, youthful-looking picture of her. Madame Leota is surrounded by roses and vines and has the words Foolish Mortals on it. The second magnet has the newly arrived hat box ghost on it. The animatronic of this unhappy haunt has caused quite a stir since he arrived in November in the weirdest spot they could have put him. The magnet has the aqua purple, black, and pink colors on it with a pink banner that says the Haunted Mansion. Uh, these magnets are great for Haunted Mansion fans like me, and I would like them. Please send one to me. <laughs> I didn't know about them, or I could have got you one when I was there. What the heck? Rebecca, you're, you're going there. You're... <laughs> You're next to bat. <laughs> yeah. I started to say, I'll look while I'm there. Run Disney has released course maps and more details about the Disney Princess Half Marathon Weekend, which will be February 22nd through the 25th, 2024. The Princess 5K starts in the back parking lot of Epcot, and runners run around the World Showcase into the newly refurbished area past Spaceship Earth in the back and end right outside the front of Epcot. The 5K will be 5 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. on Friday, February 23rd. All this weekend's races start and finish in the Epcot parking lot. The 10K starts at the back of Epcot's parking lot and goes onto the road, brings runners through the back entrance of Epcot, through the United Kingdom and Canada, into the newly refurbished area, past Spaceship Earth, and ends right outside of Epcot. The 10K will be from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Saturday, February the 24th. Guests will get to run through Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studios. The half marathon will be from 5 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. on Sunday, February 25th. Guests will run through Epcot to Magic Kingdom and then back. The Princess Marathon always brings large crowds. Where else can you, can you run some and stop and meet a character and meet rare Disney characters and then win a medal? I've always wanted to do one. I think they look so fun. And I think I love the way they dress up for them. And I think it looks, just looks like a very festive time. That's the one that Chrissy did and she really loved it. My question is this, how come they get longer 5 to 8.30 for the 5K and 5 to 8 for the 10K? Probably because a lot of people that do the 5K are not runners. They're just going to see the site and they're yeah. gonna walk it and it's gonna take them that much longer. Gotcha. That's a good observation. Well, we used to, we have Lake Lanier um, here in Georgia and they put up Christmas lights and they used to do a 5K and a 10K through the Christmas lights as they were like putting them up and testing them out. And that's how it was. 
And I know our family went several times just to walk through and see the lights. And we certainly are not runners. So. Thanks to all of our listeners for taking the time to listen to our news and rumors. We hope that you, we were able to bring a little bit of magic into your lives this week. Please, 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 if you have a chance, go to Apple or Podbean, give us a rating and a comment. It really does mean a lot. And if you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or comment, you can text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Mousecapades Podcast on Facebook. Be sure to listen to Friday's show when Vicki and Kaylee will be sharing part two of their girls' trip to Disney World last week. If you would like a free quote, you can contact Vicki, Stephanie, Matt, or me, Rebecca, at 636-373-4497. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Well, everybody, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Hurry back second star to the right. Have a magical day, my friends.